Isaiah 55 and verse 6. Seek ye the Lord while he be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him our God for he will abundantly pardon for my thoughts are not your thoughts and neither are your ways my ways saith the Lord for as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts for as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returns not thither but waters the earth makes it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper. Oh, somebody needs to hear that, that word, prosper, in the thing whereto I sent it. And today, my title is simply this, The Return. Let's pray together as we get ready to go into this word today. Father, we love you and honor you in this house. We give you glory. For you alone are worthy of it. And we believe the word of God today. And now, God, I pray that our ears will hear what the Spirit is saying to the church, that our hearts will become good ground, broken up, Lord, ready to receive this seed of the gospel. Lord, touch us today and let us be ready, God, to make changes and decisions. Lord, according to what we hear today so that we can be better, be what you have designed us to be. Lord, and of course, be ready to meet you when you come. We ask it today in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Would you give the Lord a hand clap and a shout of praise today? Hallelujah. Lift your voice to the Lord. There's wonderful promises. in what we just heard today. There we go. They said that Mike was making some noise, so we're going to change mics today. I'm glad microphones don't hinder the word of the Lord. Amen. The return. This passage of Scripture, you know, it seems like any time you read through, you can read through the Word of God and not understand a thing. You can read it and forget it if you're not careful. But whenever you read it and you pray and you, you take your time and you, uh, I heard uh, on this podcast that I listened to, there's one man, he said, if you'll linger long at the flower, he said, like a bee, and, and draw the nectar out. And so I've tried to, uh, ever since I heard that little saying, I'm like, I read slower. I spend time in what God's trying to say because sometimes it only takes one word to move you. Well, Peter just needed one word from the Lord to step out and walk on water. If it's you, Lord, bid me come. The Lord didn't give any kind of long explanation. He just said, come. The rest was up to him. And sometimes we just need a word from God that will move us into the miraculous move us into a place, and it wasn't that he just wanted to walk on water. He wanted to be, he said, if it's you, bid me to come to where you are. 
I just want to get to where Jesus is. And Jesus wants us to be where he is. He wants us to be with him, walking with him, taking up our cross daily and following him. He wants us to be his disciples. He wants us to be his servants. He wants us to work in his field. He wants us to be his. We're his bride. We're his children. We are the church of the living God, and he wants us with him. That's why the return is so important, because we can as we do in many aspects of life, drift away from our purpose. We can forget, I, I believe my son posted something about this uh, just yesterday, maybe the day before, and uh, we need to keep the main thing the main thing. We need, to, we need to stay focused on serving God and being with Him. And sometimes we can get busy, and life can get hectic, and life can get troubling, and sometimes we can have tragedy. And it feels like we are drifting out to sea, farther and farther away from the fire and the excitement that we felt in the beginning. The writer in scripture uh, told us, he said, call to remember the former days. Let it uh, look back and see what it was like when the light came on. The Bible says God called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And this writer said, remember the former days that after you were illuminated, after you stepped into that light, you endured a great fight of afflictions. Remember how zealous you were or how excited you were to be in the house of God, to be part of the body of Christ, to be filled with the Spirit and washed in His blood. Just remember how wonderful you felt, how new everything was, and, 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 and think of those things right now where you are. In other words, he said, return, return. Back to what you were doing before. Get, get back to that excitement. Get back to those, those things. And, and I'll tell you something. That, that excitement, living for God, will never die if we stay faithful to the things of God that got us there. But even when we drift, God doesn't cut the cord and let us just float away. He says, return. Come back to me. He spoke to his people here and he said, Seek the Lord while he may be found. I'm going to tell you something, church, that there is time is ticking away. There is a time to seek God while he may be found. And we think God is everywhere and God is all merciful. And it's hard for us to imagine that there is actually going to be a time where I might seek God and not find him. But he said, seek the Lord while he may be found and, and then to call upon him while he is near. Well, another writer said, today is the day. Now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. Friend, let me tell you, there's no better time, as the old saying, than the present. Don't put off tomorrow what you could be taking care of today. Because you don't ever know whether you will shut your eyes and sleep and wake them up and open them up and, and you won't be here anymore. But you have found that you slipped off into eternity. It's time that we start taking serious our walk with God. And that we seek God while he may be found. And we call upon him while he is near. That doesn't mean wait until you're in dire straits and you're in trouble. But we ought to wake up every day calling on the name of the Lord. We ought to wake up every day seeking Him in prayer, seeking Him in His words, seeking a right path as we fall down on our knees to praise the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I'm glad that God still 
has that invitation. Seek me. Call upon me. Now, you may think I'm not worthy to seek him. Or maybe I'm not worthy to call upon him. I'm just a nobody. And these next few scriptures are going to handle all of that. Let the wicked forsake his way. And the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return. Oh, God is calling people back to him. He said, I haven't cast you away forever. Just put away those things that you're doing. Forsake your way. It's time that we quit stop that we stop trying to make our own way uh, to the kingdom. But we get they, Friday night they were talking about walking. The Lord gave us a word: walk in the straight path, walk in the narrow way. Straight is the gate and narrow is the way. It's time that we get back to walking in the ways of God. The Lord loves you. The Bible tells us there is a way that seems right to man, but those ways end up in death. And God is saying, I'm trying to call you away from the pathway of death. Not just natural death. It's appointed unto man once to die, and then there's judgment. But he said, the way you're going, it's going to kill your heart. It's going to kill your soul. It's going to kill your spirit. It's going to tear up your emotions. You're nothing, nothing but trouble on that way. So stop walking in that way. Let the wicked forsake his way. Just turn from it. The word return here is equivalent to the word repent. We think of repentance as that one-time deal when I went to the altar. But God said, and it can apply to that. That is repentance. We come and we repent the first time. But I'm so glad that God doesn't take repentance off the table. That if I mess up, I can still repent or return to Him. I can return to the Lord. And it says, and God will have mercy upon him. And he will have mercy upon him. Return to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. You can't get that. I don't understand it. Sometimes we don't get it how God does that. His grace is so great. But he said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. You're thinking it can't happen. You're thinking there's no way back. You think I'll never get back to who I used to be or what God had for me. But God's saying, return. He said, return to me. Seek me today. Call on me while I'm near. Return unto me. Just let go of those old ways. Let go of those thoughts that are your own. And come back to me. Come back to, I'll have mercy. I'll pardon you. My thoughts are not your thoughts. God, I'm so glad God doesn't think about me the way I think about me. And you need to know today that God doesn't think about you the way you think about you. Because you think, I'm worthless. I'm no good. I've messed up too bad. It'll never be. You're thinking all these negative things and God's just saying, come back to me. Just return to me. Return to the things that worked. Return to the things that gave you joy. Return to the things that gave you peace. You've been trying to fill up that empty space in your life with other things. It won't work. Relationships won't fill it. Come on, somebody. Uh, material things are not going to fill it. Uh, there ain't no, uh, there ain't no drug. There ain't no alcohol. There ain't no addiction that's going to fill it. The only thing that's going to get you back on the right path is the return. You need to return to God. I need to return to God. God wasn't just calling the people that He didn't know. This was written to His people. His people had drifted. His people had walked away. They had forsaken the living waters. They had turned their back on God. And he said, but I still love you. And I'm just asking you, return. And I'll have mercy. We think if I return, he's going to tear me up. 
Do you ever do something wrong at home and run? Or say, I, I, get out of the house without anybody knowing you broke something and stay gone all day because you know somebody's going to find it. But you know what you had to do? You had to come home. And guess what? They didn't kill you. They might have grounded you. You might have got a whooping. But you're alive. And God, he says, if I love you, I'll correct you. Whom the Lord loveth, he chastens. He corrects us. Not for pleasure, but for our good. So that we can stay on the path. So that we can be what we're supposed to be. This is God's return policy. Let him return unto the Lord. Who? The wicked man. Oh, God, don't you want your people? They are my people. They've done wickedly. They've turned away. They're serving other gods. They, they're acting out. They're doing things I told them never to do. But if they will just return, I'll have mercy upon him. And I'll abundantly pardon. And they can't get that. But my thoughts are not your thoughts. And you need to return from your ways because your ways are not my ways, saith the Lord. Because as the heavens are higher than the earth, my ways are higher than your ways. We need a higher way. It doesn't make us self-righteous or snobby. But we need a higher way of living. We need to live in the ways of the Lord. He said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. They're higher than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven... And it doesn't return, but it waters the earth. It makes it bring forth bud. It gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. My word. What word? The word I just read you. Return. This word, return, will not return void to God. Because God has been, this word has been recorded for thousands of years. And it's worked for thousands of years. People have found themselves in places that they did not want to be. They have found themselves in places where they wondered, how did I get here? How did I drift so far away? But a word, one word coming through the darkness. One word coming through the storm. One word coming through the fire. One word coming through the heartbreak. One word coming through all the mess. Return. What was that? That was the Lord saying, return. Come back to me. I see where you are and I see what you're doing, but I'm telling you there's a better place. Just return unto me. You can still come back. There's an old saying that you can't go home again. The thought being that it'll never be like you remembered. It'll never be as good. But that ain't true with God. You come back to God and you'll find out it's just as good as it ever was. You'll come back to God and find out it's better than it's ever been. You'll have an appreciation for the mercy and the love of a Savior that gave His life for you. You, you, you come back and you'll find out just how good it really is. Because God don't never get bad. He's always good. And so He'll always be. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He don't change. When you come back to God, it's just like it was when you left. He said, I'm just waiting here for you. And I've got everything that you need. Just return to me. Return to me. Come back to me. Come back to the Lord today. I'm talking to somebody in this house. You've drifted a little bit. It's gotten busy. Things have gotten hectic. You've made some mistakes and you've been getting to drift in your faith. And you're wondering, will I ever get back? But God is saying today, return to me. Hear the word of the Lord to the people today. Return unto me, saith the Lord. And I'll have mercy and I'll pardon it can always be good again.
It will not return void. He said it will accomplish what I please and it will prosper in the things. The things you've been doing not prospering. Only bringing you heartache and pain. uh, Leaving you feeling empty. Leaving you feeling alone. But the Lord is telling you today, I got a word that'll prosper you. Uh, He said when you get back to me, you won't be sitting on the sidelines. When you get back to me, uh, you won't be secondhand merchandise. Uh, You won't be damaged goods. Uh, But when you get back to me, uh, it's going to be better than it ever has been. It's going to be just as good as you ever remembered it. Friend, let me tell you, if we'll come back to God, it's going to prosper. The things that we do will never add up even close to what God gives us. And we need to return unto the Lord. God was always spreading this message to his people. In Isaiah 44 and 21, he was talking to Jacob. He said, remember these, O Jacob and Israel, for you are my servant. I formed you. You are my servant. O Israel, you shall not be forgotten of me. I have blotted out as a thick cloud your transgressions, and as a cloud your sins return unto me, for I have redeemed thee. Even when their transgressions were, were, he said, you've sinned against me, you've transgressed against my word, you've done things you shouldn't have done, return. Listen, the only time I've got to worry about hearing depart is when this life is over. But as long as I'm breathing, I've got an opportunity to return. There's going to be a day when people will stand before him and he'll say, depart from me. I never knew you. You know why? Because you didn't seek me when I could have been found. You didn't call upon me while I was near. And when I begged you and pleaded with you, return to me, you ignored me. But friend, let me tell you, while this call today, while you've got breath in your body, while there's hope in this life, friend, I'm telling you today, hear the word of the Lord to your heart. He's speaking to your heart. He's knocking on the door. Return unto me. Just come back to me. Return to me. Return. Go back. Come back. The word return. We need that. We we talk about having a revival of repentance. Well, that's a revival of returning. Because once we miss God and we drift away, we can always repent. The Bible says repent and be converted that your sins are blotted out. I want to have that return in my life. Repentance, the reason so many people have such a hard time is they think repentance is only for that initial thing of salvation. And we know what what the Word says. Repent, every one of you, and be baptized. It's part of our new birth. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He said later in Acts, repent and be converted that your sins be blotted out. Jesus said, except you repent. You shall all likewise perish. Repent and believe the gospel. Now, if you were to just replace that with return. Return and be converted. Return. Accept you return. And that's what God's telling us. If you don't return, I can't help what's going to happen. But I'm giving you an opportunity today to hear from the word. And if we would just return to God, return to Him, friend, the enemies are going to be defeated. 
Chains are going to be broken. Doors are going to swing wide open. The windows of heaven are going to begin to pour out on us simply because we returned unto God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our strength. Listen, we try everything in our life to fix what's wrong. We try everything we can to make things, to correct our course, to make it better. And it seems like you're just putting band-aids on a bullet hole. It ain't working. You got a wound that, that, that can't be closed up by just a little stitch. We need something to fix it. And the answer is in the return. In Isaiah 30 and 15, For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest shall you be saved. You can't keep running. You can't keep going further and further away from Him. He said, only in the return will you be saved. If you will return to me, I'm going to fix it. That's where the answer lies. It's in returning unto me. This is not just your pastor talking today. This is what the Lord said. Listen, listen like God's talking to you today. For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest shall you be saved. I'm giving you the answer. I'm telling you where it's at today. God is calling you back. He's saying don't keep going the wrong way. Turn around. Return to me. Get back to praying. Get back to fasting. Get back to reading. Get back to preaching. Get back to your ministry. But return unto me. Get back to the Lord. Take that cross up and follow him daily. Get back. Get back to your consecration. Get back to the things that you held on to. Get back to the things that got you here. It's time that we get back to the things that got us out of darkness. Hey, we can't get out by ourselves. He said, the Lord called me out of darkness. I had to hear the word so I could get out of darkness. And it's the same word calling me out today. Return unto me. I'm telling you something, church. The Lord is coming back, and it ain't going to be long. I don't know the day or the hour, but the way this world is going, people are leaving every day. People are checking out. They're headed home every day. It could be you. It could be me. It ain't time to play around with it. Today is the day. Today is the time to make up our minds. I will get back to God. I'll quit playing around with him, keeping him on the slow burner, but I'm going to move him to the front. He's going to be foremost in my life. I'm not going to put anything between me and God. He will be number one. Oh, we've let good church replace keeping that first and greatest commandment. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one Lord, and Him only shall you serve. Oh, we've got to get back to serving God. Not just going to church, but serving God. Not just singing in the choir, but serving God. Not just preaching from the pulpit, but serving God. It's time that we get back to the things that make us the people of God. I don't want to just be a child of the world that attends church somewhere, but I want to be in the body. I want to be part of the resurrection. I want to be part of the king's church. 
And God is saying, return to me today. He's calling people from all corners of the earth. He's calling them out of every situation. Hey, let me tell you, there's probably just as many backsliders in the world as there are people who never knew God. There's so many people that have had an experience with God that lived their life at one time. They were on fire for God. Oh, but they, you know what, they put the fire out and bought them a, a they, they bought them an electric blanket. I still feel warm, so I must be all right. But the Bible says that our God is a consuming fire. The Scripture says that Jesus would baptize me with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And it's time to get back to the fire. It's to, the, the prophet said, the one that answers by fire, let him be God. We've gotten some artificial heat going on, and we're trying to play it off like that's God. That ain't the Lord. The Lord's a consuming fire. And the closer I get to the fire, the more I feel the heat. And the closer I get to the fire... You know, them four Hebrew boys, they, they, had, they were bound up and wrapped up where they couldn't move. And they threw them in the fire. But Jesus was in the fire. And you know what happened? Everything that had them bound, it broke off of them. Everything that had them bound up, it was burnt off of them. But they didn't burn. And they didn't smell like smoke. I'm telling you, when we get closer to God, it's the things that hold us that are going to fall away. Those things that, we, that are that trying to hold us back, they can't stand the heat of the Holy Ghost. They can't stand that consuming fire of God. And if we'll get closer to God, friend, if we'll get up under the shadow of His wing, if we'll find that secret place with God, there is a raging fire burning that will free you and free me and get us back to where we need to be and make us who we're supposed to be. But we've got to return. We've got to heed the Word of God. Return to me, saith the Lord. Because that's where your salvation is going to be. When people walk away from God, they're, they're ashamed. They start looking for other answers. How can I fix this? Oh, God, man, God. It was, and they know. Oh, it was so good living for God, but I can't go back now because everybody knows what I've done. I can't start. Yeah, it's just it's too much has happened, so I've got to figure out another way. And it just won't work. It'll never satisfy you because you can't compare nothing to what you had with God. There ain't nothing. If you want to lie and say, oh, this is just as good as it was with God, go ahead and lie. Because there ain't nothing greater than God. There ain't nothing better than God. There ain't nothing that you can do that equals living for God. God said there ain't one like me. There ain't nothing equal to me. You can't compare me to nothing. I'm higher than everything. My name's higher than everything. So you can't name nothing, say nothing, do nothing, and don't ever think you can come talking to this preacher saying this is better than living for God because I'll tell you you're a fool because I've lived without God and I know all them things don't add up. I know those things don't mean nothing. I know they don't do nothing but drag you further down. I know that they don't help out at all. They just leave you wanting more, wanting something else, unsatisfied, broken hearted, broken down, feeling like a piece of garbage. But when I came back to God, when I came to Him, He washed me and He filled me and He healed me and He delivered me and He put me into His marvelous light. And I'm telling you hit today, hear me, that the only place you're going to find that saving grace is by returning to Him. It's in the return. 
I know I'm getting a little loud and, and preaching a little fierce, uh, but I'm telling you something today, church. Uh, you hear what the Lord's saying. You, now, you, you can go on out and, and, and get on the Internet and get on the TV, and you'll find plenty of other preachers that are telling you, oh, just lay back and cruise and take it easy. You ain't got to do nothing. God's going to handle it all. But I'm telling you today, that, that false doctrine, it ain't going to carry nobody out of here. God intends His people to be His people. We're supposed to be people of the Word and not people of the world. And that's a fact. And so I'm not going to be uh, watering down the gospel just so uh, we can feel better and our conscience won't be hurt. Let me tell you, I'm not here to hurt nobody. But if they're a little pricked sometimes, the Bible says it pricked their heart. Ain't nothing to scare you like feeling a little jump in your chest. You feel a little something hit your heart. Where's the aspirin? Get 911 ready. Yeah, I, I, I don't want chest pains. I don't like chest pains. We don't like it. But boy, it'll get your attention. It might send you to the doctor. And the doctor said, hey, you got to change. You got to get back to eating right. You got to get back. You can't keep going like you're going. You got to return to the way you used to do. So you can start reversing what's happening in here. And the Lord is saying, I might have to send a word that'll prick your heart. That's how the church was born. Uh, it, it pricked their heart. And they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? The problem today is when people get their heart pricked, they say, I ain't never going there again. I ain't listening to no more of that nonsense. Uh, we get our heart pricked today and we get offended. But uh, it, uh, listen, God, uh, He ain't trying to offend nobody. He's just telling you the truth. That it's only going to be returning to me. That's where you'll find your rest and that's where you'll be saved. When things get out of order, out of sync, not going right, it's time to examine ourselves, Examine our life. Examine our relationship. And then we will always find out we need to get back to God. I'm telling you, that's the only answer. Oh, It doesn't mean that you're just off doing ungodly crazy things, but sometimes we drift while we're sitting on the pew. We drift while we're standing behind the pulpit. Hey, don't think just because you got a card to preach that makes you infallible. We can get so caught up trying to build a church, grow a church, do outreach and everything else that we find ourselves drifting away from what God called us to do. To preach the gospel. To reach the lost. To, to feed the, the church that he purchased with his blood. And, and more than ever before, God is sh shaking me and waking me to that. Feed my people, feed my people. You got plenty of people that's working. They're doing stuff. Let them do it. Quit trying to do everything else and do what I called you to do. Preach my word. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm preaching God's word. There are some places in this life I never want to go back to. I don't want to ever return to if I don't have to. I don't ever want to go back to the dentist. But if that tooth gets hurt, and guess what? I'm going to return. It's me. I'm back. You know why? Because as awful as it is and as hard as it is to realize, oh, I ain't been here in three or four years. When was your last cleaning? Ten years ago? You know, you're like, that's kind of, uh, I want to go somewhere where they don't know me. <laughs> but, but you know what? You go because you know they can fix it. It might hurt. It might be a little discomfort. 
uh, oh, but they can fix it. And, and so as we endure that humiliation of, uh, no, I hadn't been flossing, and uh, yeah, I do eat a lot of candy, and I do grind my teeth, and well, all those things, you know. Uh, we, we endure all that because we want this to stop hurting. And God's saying, if you want it to stop hurting, return to me. If you want it to stop falling to pieces, return to me. If you want it to be better, return to me. Sometimes we think of return as taking something back to the store. Well, why did you take it back? You only take it back if it's broke, doesn't fit, something's wrong, somebody else has the same outfit. <laughs> Ladies, guys don't care about that. Maybe there's something wrong with it or you realize that it's taking money away from things that you actually need. So you return it to resolve the issue. If you want to resolve the issue, return to Him. If it's not working, return to God. You know, it, it, it can't be, you know, we, we, treat, we, we treat this walk with God like our exercise programs, like a New Year's resolution. They last about one or two months, sometimes not even that long. I'm, that's it. I'm going to be, you just watch, I'm going to be working out every day. I'm going to the, I, got a, I bought the membership, I got the gold package. I'm going, I'm going to swim, I'm going to work out, I'm going to start eating lettuce, I'm getting better. It's going to happen. And then you bump into them in the drive-thru at Freddy's. Getting that triple burger and onion rings and caramel sundae. Large Coke. That must be your new diet. Oh, no. We can't treat God like that. And because we, things get a little... You know, MXI's programs don't never work as fast as you think they will. You you watching people exercise that's been exercising for years, and you think, man, look at them. They, it, look how fast they get. No, that's years of, you, you just see, you, you're looking at the finished progress. They just maintaining now. They ain't trying to do nothing else. They just selling you. Don't, and you think, I could look like that. I could have them big old abs, and I could, I could look like that. One week, I'll, I'll be better. In one week, you still look like this. And so you said, I ain't doing this no more. I ain't sweating and hurting and killing myself and still look like this. I'm fine like I am. Sometimes we find ourselves in waiting places with God. Sometimes we find ourselves in desert places serving the Lord. Sometimes we find ourselves in fiery furnaces, stormy seas. We find ourselves in prison cells. We find ourselves in places we don't necessarily want to be, but God's still with us. But what happens is, is we think, ha, huh, I didn't have all this trouble before I started serve, trying to serve God. I'll just go back. And then you, the scripture's got a word for that too. That when you get in those dry places and you start looking around, you think, mm, I'm going back. It's seven times worse. Take seven other spirits with you. Just wrap you up. And it says in the last state of that man is worse than the first. It's worse. 
You'll never make it better by going back to the world, going back to sin, going back to things that don't profit. But God said, if you'll return to me, it'll save you. It'll make it better. There'll be mercy. There'll be grace. There'll be a pardon. There'll be love. It's there. The answer is in the return. Every aspect of our lives is wrapped up in God. The Bible says we commit the keeping of our souls unto him as unto a faithful creator. He is our shepherd. We shall not want. Uh, In Luke, it talks about the shepherd uh, seeking for that one that wandered away. Why did he want to find him? So he could return him back to the flock. Because that's the only place that the shepherd could watch over him and feed him and lead him and protect him. God wants you back. And position or church membership is not a guarantee that we won't drift away. The only anchor to our soul is Jesus Christ. So we stay with Him or we return to Him. But either way, we must be with Him. Many times, returning, we think of returning to other times. Oh, come on, you said it. If I could go back. I'd do this or I wouldn't do this. We'll we'll never get back the time that we lost. Oh, if I could go back, I'd do it different. But you can't. You can't get it back. You can't go back and take back what you said, take back what you did. Sometimes you won't even get back what you lost. You can't get back lost time, but you can return to the life and the commitment of being with God. Samson was a great judge in Israel. But he lost a lot of things by drifting away. He drifted from his consecration from the vow, from the Nazarite vow that he was under. And he began to skirt the line and do things that he shouldn't be doing, laying his head in the lap of the enemy. But in his final hour... With his eyes plucked out, he returned to God. He called on God. He prayed for victory, and he got it. And it said that was the greatest victory. He killed more in his death than he did in his life of the enemy. His victory was in his return. In the message of the prodigal son, when we look at his life, we realize that he had a good life when he was living at home. He had, according to the Father, all that I have is thine. So he would have anything he wanted. He was taken care of. He was protected. But one day he said, give me my portion. And he left. And he tried to take the substance of the father's house with him. And he tried to make it work in the world. He tried to make it prosper in the world. But all it did was waste away. It just faltered. It went away and it left until he was down to nothing. He had nothing left or so he thought. He thought that the only thing that tied him to his father was the stuff he held in his hands. Not realizing that he was made up of the father. He didn't think about who he was, where that, what, about that DNA, about that life that flowed through him came from his father. And when he came to himself in his worst condition, he was in the hog pen and he was so desperate. He was like, I'll eat the husk that the hogs are eating. And said, but the people wouldn't even suffer him and give him the pig's food. They said, you're not even worthy to have the pig's food. But he said, in my father's house, 
Even the servants have better than this. I will go back. I will return. His answer, his restoration, his deliverance, his salvation, his rest. It was in his return. Returning to the Father's house. And, and, and look, all, all the things that he thought about, he, he was so ashamed of. I don't have anything left that I had when I, uh, with me. I don't have anything with me that I had when I left the Father's house. It, it's just wasted. It's gone. And all I have is me. And he didn't think that was even good enough to offer the Father. He said, I'll just come back as a servant. But as he got close, we realized that the Father was watching. Because it said he ran out to meet him fell on his neck, kissed him, hugged him, held on to him, and gave him a word. When the son tried to make excuses, I am no more worthy to be called your son, his answer was, bring him a robe. Bring him shoes for his feet. He put his ring upon his finger. He restored the son. He said, because it wasn't what you left with that made you mine. You were mine all along. You hear what I'm telling you? It's not your ministry that makes you his. It's not the things that you, the, the skill that you have or the talent you have that makes you his. You're his because he purchased you with his blood. You're his because he filled you with his spirit. Whereby we cry, it's the spirit of adoption. Whereby we cry, Abba, Father. It's the spirit that bears witness that we are his children. And let me tell you, you can lose everything, but the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. And God's saying, return unto me. There's the answer. When you'll return to me, I can restore you. I don't care where you've been. I care about where you are. And now that you're here and you can hear my voice. When he saw him, when he was close enough to see him, he ran to him. Oh, you're close enough today for the Lord to see you and God's reaching out today. Come back to me. Return to me. Come on into the house. You've got to come back home. He was received. He was loved. He was restored. He prepared a feast. They celebrated the return. This is my son that was lost, but now he's found. He's returned. This is my son that was dead, but he's alive again. He's returned. His restoration, his answer was in the return. Just being born again doesn't keep us. And being a child of God does not mean we won't ever wander. So we need to know it's time to return to him. Just remembering's not returning. Just saying it's better there than it is here. That's not returning. The prodigal son had to leave where he was. He had to walk out of the pig pen. He had to walk away from the world that he had got wrapped up in. He had to walk away from those things so he could return to the Father. There's got to be a follow through. It's not just wanting it. What are we doing? We must get back to the things that worked, to the things that provided, and to the things that kept us. In Jeremiah 6 and 16, he told us that we should ask uh, for the old ways. He said, thus saith the Lord, stand in the way. Don't go nowhere from my way. Stand in them and see. Ask for the old path. Where is the good way? And walk in it and you will find rest. What did, what did he say? That the, the saving and the rest was in the return. But they said, we will not walk therein why 
do we always handicap? Quit. See right there. Quit blaming the devil. I hate him, but quit giving him credit for what we said. God said, get in the old past, get in the old ways, return unto me. But it's always us, our flesh that says we won't do it. But we will not walk therein. And sometimes it's not because we're trying to be ugly. It's just that we don't feel worthy. We're ashamed. that The prodigal son said, I'm going to go back and live in the servant's quarter. The father said, oh no, you won't. You're my son. And I'm telling you today, God is still showering us with mercy. Still ready to save. Still ready to pardon if we will just return unto Him. But we can't walk away from the old path. We can't find some kind of newfangled way that's going to be better than the old way. Oh, you know, the world's progressing, man. We got AI and, and they've got cars that drive themselves. And, and you know, we, we, we got all kind of new technology. Pastor, they're they about to go to the moon again. You know, they, they, this world is just moving forward, leaps and bounds. But nothing, we will never outgrow the power of God's Word. There ain't no computer chip that's greater than the Word of God. They ain't no AI, no rocket ship. They, they, they can put a man on the moon, that's fine. Still not greater than the Word of God. They ain't nothing greater or more powerful than the promises of God's Word. Because you can fly as high as you want to in something you built, but you'll never get to heaven. You'll never land on streets of gold in a rocket ship. The only way you get into that place is when that trumpet sounds. A trumpet? You mean an old-timey trumpet, an instrument? Oh, it's going to be a trumpet that was prepared from the foundation of the world. And when it goes off, it's going to lift people off the ground. He ain't... He's not getting some kind of new instrument. Oh, you know, they, they don't really do trumpets anymore in this day. I, I can just see the angel. Uh, well, you know, Lord, they don't really do trumpets today. They're they kind of more into uh, electric guitars and synthesizers. You think we ought to upgrade? The Lord's like, no, sir, buddy. This trumpet's been prepared. It's going to give a sound. And it's going to be a sound that, that my children... It's going to hit that spirit that's within them. It's going to rise them from the dead. It's going to pull them off the ground. It's going to catch them up in the air. Oh, we got to get back to the old path. He said, ask for it. If God said to ask and seek the old ways, don't you think that's what we ought to be doing? We're not fixing to start building altars and sacrificing lambs out on the property. That ain't what he's talking about. That covenant's been done away with. But there are things that got us to where we are. Repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, being filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking with other tongues. Friend, that's Bible. Being holy because He's holy. Being holy inside, being holy outside. That's this part of it. We got to get back. In Proverbs 22 and 28, the writer warned us, do not remove the ancient landmark which your fathers have set. Quit trying to tear down what those pioneers built. Oh, we're standing on the shoulders of others who paved the way. It started out with the church in the book of Acts, but since that time, men and women have preached and been persecuted, and they have stood to get us where we are today. Shame on us if we throw it to the side, but instead, we're going to hang on to the ancient landmarks. Look, I'm a nostalgic guy. I like old things. I like things from my past. 
not the bad things. I, I like things that remind me of good times. Uh, I, I mean, you, my wife will tell you, if, at Christmas every year, I'd love to have a 1970s Christmas every year. I've got uh, ornaments and decorations that I've spent time searching for and finally found and bought that we had when I was a kid, things that were made back in 1968. They're as old as I am. But I remember them so fond and so good. I, I love it. And they, they ain't created nothing new. There's no new ornament that I've ever seen that's greater than the, that 1968 plastic light-up snowman that I just paid $210 for. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you. We bought that one brand new, probably $9, $15, something at Zare. You know, y'all don't even know what Zare is. But, but I didn't care. It was worth every penny to me. And I'm going to tell you, it's worth everything to get back to that old landmark. Lord, take me back to that old landmark. Oh, I can make a fresh, you know what those songs said? I can make a fresh start. I can get back there. I can make, and that's what God's saying, return to me. And make a fresh start. Return to me and get back what you lost. Return to me and find that peace. I'm all for progress, church. I am. But we'll never progress to a point where we don't need God or the ways that He provided. We will never outgrow or outmature His Word. I'll never be smarter than God. Ezekiel 18. I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to close. A couple more verses and I'll be done. Ezekiel 18 and 23. Have, uh, this is God speaking now. This is the Lord. Have I any pleasure at all that the wicked should die? Well, we just read in Isaiah, he said, let the wicked forsake his way. Let him turn from those things and come to me. I'll have mercy and I'll pardon him. And, and the Lord is saying, do I have any pleasure at all that the wicked should die? Saith the Lord God. And not that he should return. Return from his ways and live. Return to where? To him. Return to the Lord. I heard Brother Hart preach from this scripture so many times. And he would say, why would you die? When you've got a solution. When you've got an answer. Why will you die? When there's a way out, when there's mercy and grace, when there's love and compassion, why would you die? Why would you just give up and surrender and stay lost when God is saying return? You can come back, come home, return to me. Return from his ways and live. There's life in the return. The Bible says in him we live, move, have our being. Paul said the life that I now live in the flesh, I live it by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Jesus said, I came that they might have life and life more abundantly. And John wrote in, in John chapter 1, in him was life. So return. Return from our ways to his ways. Get back to his ways. The living is in the returning to him. In Revelation chapter 2, Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand and walks in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know your works. I know your labor. I know your patience. 
And I know how you cannot bear them which are evil. You've tried them which say they're apostles and are not. And you found them liars. And you have borne and have had patience for my name's sake. You have labored and not fainted. But I have somewhat against thee because you have left your first love. Thank goodness he didn't stop there. But he said, remember, therefore, from whence you are fallen and repent and do the first works. He said, return, get back to what worked. Get back to your first love. Get back to where you fell from. Get back to that place. So we think we can't get back to that place. But he said, get back to where you fell from. Oh, I'll never get back to that. Why? Only because you stopped yourself? Because if God called you, He's still calling you. If God ever loved you, and He did, He's still loving you. And if God could ever use you, He can still use you. And if God ever anointed you, you're still anointed. Come on, somebody. The gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. But He said, you've you've got to remember and then get back to that place. Don't look for something new. Get back to where you fell from. Repent and do the first works. Or else. Now that's not God trying to threaten us. He's just stating the facts. I will come unto thee quickly and remove your candlestick out of this place. Except you repent or except you return. I told you, the Lord said, seek me while I may be found. There's... There's sands falling through the hourglass. Stand with me this morning. Sands that are quickly passing through the hourglass of eternity. And one day that last grain is going to fall. And the time of the Gentiles will be fulfilled. The trumpet's going to sound. The dead in Christ are going to rise first. And then we that are alive and remain are going to be caught up in the air to meet Him. He went through and told this church, he said, I know your works and I know your labor. God sees all that we're doing. He said, but doing all that stuff doesn't make up for you drifting from me. You can't substitute works for worship. We don't believe in salvation by works. So he said, I know everything that you do. But I still have something against you because you left your first love. Could it be that we need to return to prayer and fasting, faithfulness and giving, church attendance, and following the Word of God? A double-minded man, it says, is unstable in all his ways in that the Lord said we cannot serve two masters because we'll either... We'll cling to one and then we'll hate the other. A life away from God is destructive, but returning to God is productive. So I believe that this principle of returning is still able to be implemented in our lives today. I still believe that His Word is forever settled. And I still believe that God is still speaking to his people to his church return to me return to me you know just going back to the things that worked would fix a lot of things it'd fix your marriage fix your job 
fix your school, whatever. Life matures and it does change us, but it should never remove from us the essential things that make us who we are and make our lives the best that it could be. And we started this walk with Jesus. We're going to finish it with Jesus. You know, my wife and I will be celebrating 30 years of marriage before long. She tells me all the time, I love you now more than I ever did. And I believe that. That's true. I feel the same way. Didn't think it was possible because back then you just, how could you ever love anybody so much? But you realize that you don't get, you won't be married 30 years and be making those statements if you left your first love. I tell her all the time, you're still my bride. Oh, she's your wife now. Yeah, right. She's still my bride. I still see her the same way I saw her back then when those doors swung open and she started to come down that aisle. I thought, most blessed man on the planet. I still feel like that. We've been through stuff. We've grown. We've matured. But one thing has never changed the love that we had at the beginning respect and the honor of the vows that we had at the beginning we 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 make sure that in our day to day life we always return to that because that's what keeps you you can't get away from this church we'll never get so relevant that we don't need this Mm -hmm. yeah we'll never get so woke that we don't need this We are born again, not of corruptible seed, but by incorruptible, the Word of God. And so when it comes down to fixing it, you want to fix that new life, you return to the one that gave it. While she's playing, beginning to sing, I want you to just close your eyes for just a moment. And just in your heart, or either out loud if you want to, just... Talk to the Lord for just a moment. Because the Lord, He's dealing with hearts in this place today. Because I've been in the church long enough to know that you can sit on the pew and drift far away from your Savior. Doesn't mean you're an ugly, awful, filthy person. It just happens sometimes. But today is your day to return to Him. Today is your day that you can find the Father that's desperately watching for you to come and fall on your neck and love you and tell you it's all right. You're home. You're still mine. I still love you. You're home. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The Spirit of the Lord is just drifting through this building right now. Bearing witness to His Word. Pricking the hearts of those that need it. Tapping us on the shoulder. Whispering in our ear, hey, I'm talking to you. While they begin to play and sing now, I'm going to open this altar up. Maybe it's been a while since you've been to the altar. It's time to return.
It's time to make a return trip and, and lay it all down. We used to sing, leave it there, leave it there. Take your burdens to the altar and leave it there. It's time to return to Him. The prodigal had on clothes that represented the destruction of the life he had been in, but I'm sure they threw those things. I'm sure he didn't wash them and say, I'll hang on to these. They probably burned them that night. It's time to come lay it down. It's time to return to God. Because in the returning is where you'll find your salvation and your rest. While they're singing, would you make your way to this altar today? Let's don't waste this word from the Lord today. Let's don't, let's don't say, I'll, I'll think about this and I'll get it next week. Seek me while I may be found, saith the Lord. Call upon me while I am near, saith the Lord. Where are you today?